It all sounds like a crazy story, but here it is, as short and as simple as I can write it. December 28, 2017 was an ordinary Thursday. My spirits were high and my husband and I were having our morning coffee and sitting in the living room talking about how wonderful the Christmas had been. The day before this, we had gone to the coast to spend the day because all of the kids and grandkids had gone home from the celebration. We had just moved to Shady Cove, Oregon, and bought a house on the river with two acres. This was our first Christmas in the house. I had it decorated to the hilt, and because we are comfortable financially, it was full of gifts for everyone. It had been so nice. Everyone had such a lovely time. Laughter and love. As we were talking, I started having a weird sensation in my left arm just below the bicep. I didn't think much of it. I was in reasonably good health, other than a lifelong problem with kidney infections, which were managed with medication. I don't drink, smoke, eat red meat, and because I've been a dance teacher for a very long time, I exercise on a regular basis. The sensation was that of an ache, not of pain, but it started to increase. I suddenly heard a voice say, Oh, Sam. You're in so much trouble. I turned my head toward my husband, Scott, and told him, Get me two aspirins. Make me chew them and call 911. I then recall getting up and kneeling in the middle of the living room and starting to pray. And I started repeating, Amber, Heather, Chloe, Aaron, my two daughters and my grandchildren's names. Scott later told me I was worried about what I was wearing and before I kneeled in the living room, I went into the bedroom and changed out of my night clothes and into an outfit much worse matched than I had on. I don't remember doing that. Scott dialed 911 and asked his daughter Maddie to get dressed and meet the ambulance at the end of our drive. Our drive was not easily seen from the road. But by the time she got dressed, the paramedics had already arrived. They had just returned from a call, and the firehouse was three minutes from our property. Rick, the head paramedic, recognized me as soon as he walked in. I had been treating him at the clinic for days for an impacted ear, and he was having problems with dizziness as a result. I remember him asking if I was having chest pain, and I said no, it was my arm. At that moment, I coded for the first time. The following is in fragments, so I will recall to the best of my ability. A couple of months later, I met with my heroes, and they filled in many things for me which I'll add in later. The numbered codes are from what I was told later as the timeline of events by Rick, head paramedic. Code 1. I coded 9 times in total. The paramedics started CPR, inserted IVs, etc. They defibrillated me and I returned to consciousness. The paramedics were asking me questions, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. I could see a man standing behind them all. He was just standing there, watching. I remember thinking, why isn't he doing something? As they were working on me, I can only recall repeating, Amber, Heather, Chloe, Aaron, over and over. Codes 2, 3, and 4. More CPR, defibrillations. They keep trying to stabilize me and get me on the gurney to transport me to the Mercy Flight helicopter. 
But even though with every defibrillation I would wake up and talk to them, every time they would try and move me, I would code again. After the fourth defibrillation, I do remember seeing the man still standing there, and this time there were shiny objects everywhere. I was thinking they were bright lights set up for some reason or sparks from the defibrillator. Odd thoughts. There was also someone singing in the distance, which I thought was strange. Amber, Heather, Chloe, Aaron. Hang on, Sam. Code 5. I woke up just as they were defibrillating, so I felt the jolt go through me. I said, ouch, that did not feel good. Code 6. I'm floating. There is a warm breeze on my face. I'm at total peace. This is so nice, I was thinking. I feel no pain. It's quiet. I think my eyes are open. I can see two paramedics working on me, but I can't hear anything, nor can I feel them touching me. Code 7. I'm in the helicopter en route. The paramedic, Michael, asks me where I'd like to go. I say, home. I code. Codes 8 and 9 are at the cath lab. Apparently, I had a widow maker, 100% occlusion. Because of the severity of CPR, I have aspirated and the fluids have filled my lungs 100%. I have now essentially drowned. In total, I was dead for 15 minutes. No blood or oxygen to my heart or my brain. A titanium stent is placed to restore blood to my heart by Dr. Hong, cardiologist. Dr. Thomas is called in to further my care. She's only called for the most dire of cases. It is decided to place me in a medically induced coma and start cryotherapy to preserve brain function. My family has now been informed that, if I survive, I most likely will have brain damage and never be me again. My journey. I'm no longer in the physical world, but I'm very much aware. I was in many different places at different times. Here is my account of my journey as best as I can describe it, although it isn't possible to give accurate detail of it. These places are beyond description for my being able to tell you how I felt there. I'm dancing in a wall of water. There is another person there, but I cannot actually see her. I feel she's female though. I'm dancing and the water is warm and purifying. I feel the warmth wash over me. I want to stay here, dancing the most beautiful dance of love and weightlessness. She tells me I can stay or I can go on. I can feel that the choice is fleeting because I know that I'm being drawn to it. I tell her that I have to go. Amber. Heather. Chloe. Aaron. I'm in a room made of earth. I know I needed to get out. The walls are crumbling and I start digging my way to the light. I get out and see Scott in a mud puddle. He's rolling around in it saying, It's so warm here. You should stay. I tell him, No, it's not where I'm meant to be. He replies, But it's so warm here and fun. My reply again is, No. It looks like Scott, but for some reason, I know it's not him. I'm walking on a path. It has mounts of earth around me, 
like little hills, covered with small little flowers. Everywhere I walk are these things. They're not human, but I wouldn't call them creatures. They're definite beings of some sort. They are laying and sitting and standing everywhere I look, and I try to step on them. I feel nervous about them. They flutter and have a bit of a shine. They're singing the song I heard before. It is so loud, but I can't hear the words. I'm almost positive the words are in a different language. They have a solid texture, but I can't describe what the texture is. I do know that I have an urgency to leave this place. I am among several buildings. They're brightly colored, so bright that I can barely look at them. All different colors and colors I've never seen before or can describe. The buildings are stacked on top of each other and look as if they may fall over. All different shapes and sizes, different angles. I am aware that each of these places hold all of my memories, experiences, anyone I've ever encountered, deeds I've done, and everything that I've said or thought. They also contain what lies ahead if I choose to not stay. I know that I can go into any of these buildings and see what's inside. I decide to go into what lies ahead. It's not a room as we would envision a room. It doesn't have walls, a ceiling, a floor, or a door, but I know I'm inside. I am made aware that since I have chosen to go back, there will be things I'll have to do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That the only reason I'm being given a choice is because I've always paid attention to the little things that really matter. The gifts that the world has been given, but most tend not to pay attention to. I've always stopped to smell the roses, as you might say. That though I'm not perfect by any means, I've had a loving and forgiving soul and I see the world as a beautiful place, even when there is darkness. My job will be to share the knowledge I've been given today, to spread words of love and forgiveness and to touch a life whenever I'm called to do so, in any way I'm called to do it. That I will know what to do or what to say when those times arise, to be a person of healing, to be a person of light. I say, I will. The final place before my awakening. I'm in a place of pure light. I'm engulfed by it. I am now mechanical. There are other people there as well. They are also mechanical. They are also working on healing. I am morphing into whatever I need to be, to fix whatever's medically wrong with me. I'm finally told I'm able to go back. Amber. Heather. Chloe. Aaron. I open my eyes. There's no one there. I'm in a hospital room. I frantically pull at what's in my mouth and pull out my respirator tube. Alarms are going off. They're so loud. A nurse rushes in to see me awake. I ask, What day is it? She replies, it's almost New Year's. I ask if Scott was here, 
and she said they had sent everyone home because I was supposed to be in a medically induced coma for three weeks at least. That they've never seen anyone come out of one without being brought out of it. That this is not supposed to happen. I asked to call him and she handed me her phone. It is three minutes until midnight. New Year's. Scott answered. I said, Happy New Year, although it was extremely hard for me to talk. It was more like a squeaky whisper. He said, Who is this? I said, It's Sam. Scott started laughing and said, Of course it is. I'll be right there. And we hung up. Since my journey, there are many physical changes within me. I now see a light around everyone. Sounds are extremely intense and I can hear layers upon layers of noises. Colors are more vivid. My hands constantly vibrate. Children come up to me or just stare at me to the point of being very noticeable and notably, animals do the same too. I'm very thankful. I was allowed to come back but at the same time I feel so very overwhelmed by this world now. I'm happy but I cry constantly for reasons I have no clue about. I was a very social person before and would now rather hide away. My husband and I didn't have any real issues before this. He said I became my experience, whatever that is supposed to mean. He started having an affair and we are now divorced. I have moved away from Shady Cove to be closer to Heather and my grandkids. I live alone. I'm not currently working because I had a complication with my kidneys and had to have an open surgery on it several weeks ago. I'm healed from that now though. I'm trying to move forward with life, but quite frankly, I'm not sure how to do it. It'll come to me in time, I suppose. I later met with the paramedics that saved my life and was told a few strange things. Chris, the paramedic that was in control of the defibrillator, told me that they all had several talks about the fact that there were times that I was without a heartbeat and not breathing, but I would say thanks to them in whispers and that I would reach up and hold their hands as if guiding what to do. He said that none of them had ever experienced anything like that before and can't explain it. They had all agreed not to tell me, but Chris thought it was so profound that he wanted to share it with me. Scott had said that the paramedics had, on several occasions, looked at each other, but he thought it was because they didn't think I was going to make it. But Chris recalled that was why they were looking at each other. I have seen the man, or the watcher, as I call him several times since my NDE. It has become less often, and I'm still not sure who he is or what his purpose is. Perhaps my guardian. I'm not sure.